Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sharon Stevens. A couple of years ago, the Nine Network produced a documentary called Gentlemen of Vision about a North St. Louis County step team that helps underserved young men. The U.S. State Department's Cultural Affairs Bureau selected the film for its American Film Showcase that offers a view of American society and culture. It was selected by the embassy in Cartagena, Colombia. The co-directors of the film, Jim Kircher of the Nine Network and Frank Popper, an independent producer, along with Marlon Wharton, Gentleman of Vision's coach, went to Colombia last month as part of a cultural exchange. A special Living St. Louis episode about the trip airs tonight at 8 on 9 PBS. Jim Kircher, Frank Popper, and Marlon Wharton Wharton, I'm sorry, Marlon, forgive me, <laughs> are all back from Columbia, and they join me in the studio now. So glad to have you here. Uh, we've all met before. Jim Kircher and I used to work together, so enjoying a kind of old home week. Um, <clears throat> we actually have audio of the official announcement that Gentleman of Vision has chosen to go to Columbia, was chosen. Let's listen to that right now. For the 2019 American Film Showcase program here in Colombia, the U.S. Embassy chose Gentlemen of Vision for its central message, which is that it's not all about winning competitions. It's about working together and supporting each other as a team and understanding what it means to be successful through hard work and determination. This message is universal. The story of Marlon Wharton and the step team he leads is not only inspirational, it also resonates with audiences here in Colombia where 41% of the population is under the age of 24, and unemployment and high school dropout rates are significant challenges. Well, first of all, gentlemen, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what it meant to have that particular honor. Well, I'll have to say, uh, first of all, as I as I've said, you know, we made this. Frank and I made the film, and of course, Marlon's a, a big part of it because he's the coach of the team. We made it about our own community. Uh, we knew that it would um, perhaps have some importance and interest nationally because of, uh, especially surrounding uh, the events after Ferguson, and there was interest, and it ran on uh, PBS World to a national audience. But um, this was just a huge surprise that this might be something that would interest and resonate with uh, especially young people in Colombia. There's a, about a maybe 10% Afro-Colombian uh, descendants of slaves, a minority community in Colombia, and boy, did we get a reaction uh, from some of those folks. Frank, what do you think? Yeah, I, I was going to just say that, you know, I've been on the festival circuit before, but this is really special when, when you're asked by the, uh, somebody, well, we were AFI docs in D.C., a couple of years ago and somebody walked up to me and said I'm with the State Department would you be interested in being a part of this program and when he described it to me I thought this is this is what a great opportunity it's it's by far the best opportunity that I think that I've ever had personally uh, to be able to represent your country in another country and share and share experiences so I put it at the top Marlon let's talk a little bit <clears throat> about the uh, students who were involved in the program how many are we talking about? Where do they come from? Okay, so originally the program started, it was uh, mostly for Riverview Garden students, but we um, early uh, in the inception of the program made it a nonprofit. So we have guys from all over the North County area, St. Louis City, uh, we just, anybody who can make it to our program, 
uh, we will meet them halfway. So we, we're open to everybody. Right oh. now, we currently have uh, 63 guys in the program. How many kids ha- would you say you've helped? Uh, over 450 students have been through our program. My goodness, that's a lot. I, I have to say that, you know, you, you brought up a, a good point, Sharon. It's, it's really the helping part of this. When we first did the uh, started on the documentary, we said, well, this isn't going to be about a history of stepping. It's not going to be about how Marlon makes these guys into champions, and they are. That's, that's another amazing story. It's really about um, what he does for them in preparing them, not just for step competitions, but getting them to graduate and preparing them to, uh, to face life, because they're going to face some of the same difficulties as young adults as they have in high school. And I think that's one of the things that, again, we heard from the audiences in, in Colombia, in Cartagena, in uh, another town, Palenque, and in uh, the island of San Andres. They saw their own story in, in this, and that's what really kind of surprised us. Well, if, if you are unfamiliar with what STEP is, we can at least show you what it sounds like. Now, this is just a short clip from a Gentleman of Vision performance. Listen. Well, first of all, let me say that uh, stepping is familiar in a number of communities and fraternities and sororities uh, uh, often include uh, stepping as uh, part of their routine. Uh, but Marlon, tell me a little bit about why you thought this would be a good way to go to to capture uh, the attention of these young men. Okay, working. I'm a, a high school counselor by trade, so working in that capacity, I looked around and realized that a lot of these young men specifically didn't have a club or organization or a sport that they were interested in. So we were just, a lot of guys had idle time or they weren't involved. And I felt that, you know, I uh, am a part of a fraternity and I, you know, I joined in college and I knew that step was critical as far as conditioning, discipline, uh, you know, brotherhood, leadership and all that good thing. And so I, I felt like that might resonate well with our high school students, but I had no, I had no, you know, I, in my wildest imagination, I didn't think that they would catch on to where we have this many uh, young men interested to be a part of our program. Which fraternity was that? Uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. Yes, I should have mentioned that. <laughs> yes. And and we see, you know what, um, uh, youngsters around the country mm-hmm. have incorporated that, maybe not quite the same way uh, that you've done it at Riverview Gardens, but uh, I see it everywhere. They're middle schoolers, yes. uh, and it's uh, really something to, to watch. That's an excellent point because what it was originally, again, fraternities and sororities, and then uh, the high schoolers got involved, and now it's elementary, middle, is everybody. And that's a good thing because you have dance teams, and now you have step teams. Another layer of things for young people to, to, to participate in, and it's, it's good for conditioning and just staying focused and staying in something positive. Okay. Frank and Jim, give me an idea of what you're thinking about, what you were thinking about when you were, you know, visually, when you're putting this together. You got a um, group of young men who are doing these very intricate steps and they're moving. And how do you keep up with that? I mean, were you thinking in your head, oh, this is going to be a little more difficult than I thought or (laughs) piece of cake? Well, since Frank shot the entire film for the most part, I'll let him discuss that. (laughs) 
well, I mean, I'm kind of getting up there in years, and, and uh, you know, I, one thing I've learned is if you want to feel young, you hang around young people. But, um, you know, physically, it was a physically demanding thing. Uh, you know, the first time I got a chance to actually join them at competition, a road show to Dallas, uh, Marlon had warned me not to get stuck in the no sleep zone, um, which is where, you know, the kids. What? <laughs> on the bus, on, on the bus. On the bus. Where we travel. Uh, but, uh, but when I first, uh, we first, first met the team uh, working on another project, and uh, I thought that there were interesting elements. You know, I didn't know what step was at the time. I knew that uh, I'd heard that they were like the winningest team in the country. And yet uh, they were in a failed school district. So I thought it had all the elements of a, of a good story. Okay. Jim, when, did you go to Columbia with the intention of putting together the Living St. Louis episode that airs tonight? No, in fact, w one of the things they tell you, and Frank and I went to an orientation, the, the, the program, while it's a State Department program, is run by um, University of Southern Cal and their, their film school. And they told us, this is not a vacation trip. Uh, it's not a work trip for you. It's a work trip for us. And our job was to do a number of um, filmmaking workshops, screenings, and panels, and um, they were going to keep us very busy, and they did, although we did have enough time to eat nicely and explore some things in, in Colombia. But I think in part because of um, telephone, phone technology, you can get awfully good uh, video, um, not so good audio, but pretty good video. So Frank shot a lot of stuff um, during that trip, and so uh, much, almost all of the stuff that's in the... Um, the uh, Living St. Louis special tonight at 8 o'clock um, <laughs> was shot on Frank's phone. And um, we were able to put it together. And then, of course, I sat down with, with Frank and Marlon to talk about the, what we brought back uh, from this trip. I mean, what we brought there and then, then what we brought back. So, um, yeah, we did it thinking that we might be able to do something. And... Um, it really, it, it was an incredible trip, and I think it's certainly worth sharing because, you know, the idea is that we have this St. Louis story, and we shared it um, with this uh, group of folks in a country that I knew very little about, and, um, boy, the connections we made were almost immediate, and I think that's the value of the State Department program is making these sorts of connections that um, makes us less alien to each other. Marlon, let me get back to you. What, uh, what are some of the issues that the young people you're working with are dealing with? Okay, a lot of the young people, um, transportation, getting to and from different places, uh, resources, jobs is one of the main things. A lot of the young people want to work, but there's a lack of uh, employment opportunities in their communities. A lot of them, um, you know, sometimes academically they didn't get off to the best start, so just trying to get get, get their footing academically. So those are some of the the uh, issues that they're having um, at school. And this helps them because? This helps them because it, 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 that idle time is now, now you're busy, now you're traveling, now you're familiar with colleges because every time we, we travel we do college visits. You're familiar with um, leadership because they have leadership training that they have to do. And they're uh, mentored individually. We have uh, several coaches that all uh, sit down with these guys, talk to them, mentor them. We um, have several counselors on staff, so if they need counseling, we provide that. So we just, uh, it's a holistic program that can address all the needs of young men. 
So the stepping is is quite uh, interesting and fun to look at and exciting, but your program is broader than that. Oh uh, yes, it's part of that. It's really really the purpose is uh, one of the scenes in the documentary is, is of me putting the trophies in a, in a closet in the basement, <laughs> and it was the, one of the favorite scenes uh, when we were in Cartagena, uh, Cartagena, Colombia. They were like, "Why would you put the trophies in the basement?" And one of the other coaches explains that the trophies are really those guys that are out there, the doctors, the lawyers, the police officers that have been through the ranks of our program who are out there helping to change lives right now. Okay. I am talking with Marlon Wharton, coach of Gentlemen of Vision, Jim Kircher of the Nine Network, and Frank Popper, an independent producer. Um, How similar or different would you say step dancing is uh, to the dance traditions that they had in Colombia? I think uh, there is a link. Um, I, I'm not the expert on the link, but I saw <laughs> some similarities. And in in Palenque, um, we met uh, the leader of, I guess they had a drum line, a, a, a drum troupe. And uh, a lot of those young people were kind of drawn to the step, and they were able to show us some of the African dance that they, that they know. So I'm, I'm sure there's a link, um, but it, it, it was just magical to see them gravitate to step and and they just their interest was there it was piqued by uh, us being there in the documentary yeah i've got to give you a little background palenque was really i think the highlight of the trip for us it's a a village of about 3500 people but it was founded well 400 years ago by escaped slaves um cartagena was a big slave port and um, it was founded by escaped slaves. The Spanish could never defeat them, so they finally said, what the heck, you're a free city. It's the first free city in the Americas. And they have a very, very strong tie to their African traditions because Mm -hmm. of their isolation and because of the fact that they were founded by escaped slaves. So people from the world over go there to listen to their music. They have their own uh, Creole language that's partly African-based. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the drums. They have the uh, the music. The dance is incredible. So when we brought and they watched what Marlon does, they totally got it. They may have never seen stepping like this before. They totally understood what Marlon was doing with, with, with the kids in St. Louis because they do the same thing with, with kids in Palenque, and they brought up the same issues, education, jobs, opportunity, yes. keeping kids out of trouble. Yes. That's what they do. So Marlon was like he was a rock star there. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you probably have a memorable story, each of you. Marlon, what about Geshus? Anything? Oh, it was so many. Uh, oh, uh, it was just to see, uh, after we showed the documentary, uh, to see the response. I mean, we had questions. We had to stop the questions because they just really wanted more. They wanted us to do a part two. They were asking, what about a part two to Gemini Vision? And, what, and they wanted to know what those guys were doing. So just to you know, share with them and for them to really understand this movie all the way across the world was like powerful to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, I think for me, the... Um, I mean, we all remember uh, Palenque, I think, and we, we have some meals and things like that to remember. But um, I think, you know, one, one of the jobs that Frank and I had was to encourage uh, young people in, at these workshops to tell their own stories about their own country yes. and their own communities. And we saw some incredible um, work, some film clips that people were working on. And what I found was, uh, in much the same way as in St. Louis, they have a lot of pride 
in their country and their culture. So it was just so rewarding to see what they were doing and to encourage them to tell stories about their, their own communities. The thing that really stood out for me was that uh, the, the audiences uh, appreciated this documentary unlike anything that I've ever worked on before. I have a whole new uh, respect for the program that Marlins created by seeing the film that Jim and I worked on through the eyes of these, this audience who uh, loved Marlin with an intensity that I've never seen before. <laughs> and the film, they, it resonated with them on a, on, a, on a very personal level, and it was very rewarding. I think, I think they liked also seeing a couple of white guys and a black guy working together and being part of a team. I think that was part of how we represented this community. They didn't say that, but I think I got that impression. Do you think that that's how they think the United States is everywhere, every day? Well, you know, what we heard was they think the United States is everybody is rich. They have big houses. Yes, they have big cars. And so seeing the stories that we told about our own community, that really surprised them. They didn't realize that we were dealing in St. Louis with many of the same issues uh, that they're dealing in their own country. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and people would ask about Cashew. Yes. Cashew, who is he? He was one of the characters. You want? <laughs> no, you go for it. He's one of the characters uh, who was mentored since uh, eighth grade year. Uh, we had a, a former police officer as a coach, and actually, he uh, had a half day at school and hung with the wrong people. Made a bad decision to go and break into somebody's house and steal a TV. And his own coach was the officer that was called to deal with that situation, and he had to arrest him. And the documentary was able to tell that story. And um, to the end, he was actually able to, he was put out of the program, but he came back and he made it, he made it right and he apologized to everybody involved. And now he's doing good things for himself. He's uh, employed uh, with Home Depot and he travels and uh, he's doing a lot of good things. Nothing like a second chance yes, is there. Yes, a good second chance. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we want to thank you all uh, very much. Again, uh, my guests have been Marlon Morton, coach of Gentlemen of Vision, a step team in North St. Louis County. He's also a counselor. We didn't say that at Riverview yes, Gardens I'm sorry, High School. Counselor Riverview High School, which is an excellent place to work. <laughs> Jim Kircher, senior director of content for the Nine Network and co-director of Gentlemen of Vision, and Frank Popper, an independent producer and co-director of Gentlemen of Vision. Gentlemen, thank you very, very much. Thanks, Appreciate it. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.